Real Estate. It's the Red Hot Real Estate Show, where we can all find out how's it going for buyers and sellers in the real estate market. I have died and gone to real estate heaven. Looking to move? Hoping to sell? Call in with your questions to real estate expert Mimi Shoneman with Remax Results. I'm going to go out and buy a house. Here she is, your host, Mimi Shoneman. Yes, welcome to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on MyTalk 1071 and also streaming on MyTalk1071.com. I am Shannon. Today we are going to ask you, answer all kinds of amazing questions about what's going on with the mortgage market here in the Twin Cities, courtesy of our good friend, the puzzle-solving king, Mr. Phil Olson. Phil, good, hey, hello, welcome. Good morning. How's everything going over at Cross Country Mortgage? It is going fabulous. Fantastic. Fabulous. I was glad. I could tell from the the way that your face lit up when they when we cracked the microphone today that you're going to have a lot of good news about oh, what's going on over there. A lot of things going on, and a lot of things going on in the market, and uh, we're going to have a great show. Let's start with your NMLS number, please. All right, NMLS two three eight one zero three. Company NMLS. 3029 okay. cross country mortgage. Fantastic. I want to uh make get to get some information on you from you f- regarding the market right now because it's always good to talk to you because things have been changing quickly, programs pop up, programs come down. It's it's sitting there going, how do we continue this process of home ownership and refinances and all of those things and not get stuck and mired down and think I just can't do it because everything's falling apart. Well, believe it or not, things aren't falling apart. Right. And, and if, if somebody works with me, we try to make it super easy. Our technology is super great for the consumer to be able to apply online, upload their documents, get day one certainty. So we, we've really streamlined the process right. in helping a client purchase a home or refinance a home. But kind of getting back to your point as to what's happening here in the cities. Well, we're, we're seeing some kind of some weird stuff mm-hmm. all right one thing is is we're starting to see listings increasing okay in the inner cities okay so is it people are moving out is that what you think is happening people are moving out because okay. we've seen we've seen the mls listings dramatically go up mm-hmm. in st paul and it is uh, minneapolis and I think there's some reasons for that. I think COVID-19 is is one of them. Right. You know, people are going, you want to know something? My employer is allowing me to work from home. Uh, we're seeing big box companies literally closing down their leasing areas for 100 or 200 employees. Right. And they're going, you guys can work from home. Mm-hmm. You're just as productive. And now these people are going, well... I don't have to drive anymore. That commute isn't a problem. Nope. Mm -hmm. And guess what? As long as they can get, it is Wi-Fi, the internet, they have the capability of working on their laptop or their computer. Um, I'm seeing, I'm seeing housing inventories in rural America being gobbled up. Mm. I'm seeing property values on rural areas going up dramatically. Interesting. Um, We're still seeing uh, a plethora of first-time home buyers and millennials still trying to buy homes mm-hmm. uh, in the price point to two hundred to three hundred, maybe three fifty, um, and we're seeing a lot of competition on that. Okay, meaning yeah. those those clients are being in multiple offer situations. So that's one of those ones where you need to start working with your mortgage professional sooner, correct. so that you can be absolutely prepared to make an offer. Correct, correct, okay. and then and then. There's a bigger piece to this. It's a storm. And Mm -hmm. what storm is it? It's called interest rates. Okay. All right. Interest rates are in the low twos and even below twos in some specific 
programs. Right. So what's what's everybody saying out there is, hey, now's the time to get off the fence. Now's mm-hmm. the time to buy a house. And, you know, Mimi and I have talked about, well, if you wait for the fall or winter, it might be a better time, maybe a little bit less competition. I don't know if that's going to be the case right. this winter with with properties between 200 and 350 because the inventories are still low right. across the metro. Before we were looking at like an inventory of like a month and a half. Is it still the case where they were still really tight on those inventories? I think it's less in some areas okay. and more in others. But right. I mean, if, if you were to go one and a half, two months, mm-hmm. I think that's probably correct as far as the inventory levels out there. Gotcha. And it's just interesting watching the way all of this goes is because uh, it does seem like people are moving because they want to take advantage of this interest rate. But that also means that people are deciding maybe I do want to stay in this home if you're in that in-between rate, and that's why you're getting those refinances? Oh, well, I mean, we're seeing a plethora of people going, you want to know something? We really like our house, but we don't like it. Yeah. And then they call me, Uh and they go, Phil, I love my house, but don't like it. Yeah. But this is what I want to do. Right. So what they're doing is they're doing remodelings. Mm -hmm. So they're doing cash out refinances to do remodels. If we had a better garage, if we could fix this, if we could replace the siding, if I had a patio in the backyard or something like that or new windows. Exactly. Uh, I mean, the the amount of equity that people have in their homes right now is, is an all time high. Okay. All right. Now, we remember back in the 08, 07, we went through the mortgage meltdown, the exactly. housing crisis. Peoples became underwater. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen a consumer that's underwater now in two years. Well, that's really good to know because as one of those people who went through that whole thing and watched my house, the the, the townhouse I had at the time, watching the Correct. value of it tank, yeah. that was one of the things I was worried about when the economy went into this, this particularly volatile sure. state that well, it was this time. That's really something special about our housing market, though, Mm -hmm. okay? Because you can also look at the stock market like the housing market. Yes, the stock market goes up and then it comes down. But if you take a look at the trend over 50 years, it's been an upward trending graph. Right. Same thing with the housing market. It's always rebounded. Okay. Okay. Now, some rebounds have taken longer and some have been shorter. But your graph is still in a positive trend. It's going upward. Right. So for those that are renting out there going, well, I'm going to rent another year. Mm-hmm. Guess what? You're you're getting further and further behind economics wise. Right. And becoming, you know, it's better life s- sustaining for yourself. Right. Or, or having more money in the bank mm-hmm. or having more retirement, whatever the case may be. The longer you put that aside the less money you're going to have for your future. Well, Phil, you were talking about how we are getting more inventory in like the, the, the inner cities, Mm -hmm. like moving and people are moving out and and doing more space. So when I'm talking to one of my friends, what kind of buyer am I that's looking to move into the city? Is it people that want to be able to walk to the grocery store or or, or what kind of amenities am I usually looking for that I do that? There's a lot of specialties. And guess what? If I were, if I were to go, let's say Hennepin Avenue and Lake. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Big area, lots of restaurants, mm-hmm. lots of shops. Uh, you got close to the parks. The, the, those are the people that want to stay in the inner city. They want to use their bicycles. Right. You know, they 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 want to be able to have their kids walk to school. Yes. Um, maybe they're a younger generation. 
all right, that's still wanting to stay there. Yep. So we're seeing we're seeing those people migrate to the inner city, mm-hmm. all right. But then I think we're seeing those that are maybe more established and maybe they're scared of COVID. Yeah, they want right. a big garden. Like, they, there's they, lots of things that they didn't have time to do before that maybe they do now. Correct. Okay. Correct. So, I mean, a lot of exciting things going out there. The market is moving extremely fast. Mm-hmm. And I think in today's show, what I what I really want to do is get into the weeds with the folks as the do nots. Right. The do nots. And I know we've talked about it before, but I'm going to really drill down in some specific areas. And I would really love any type of mortgage or real estate question, even if it has nothing to do with this subject. Right. Keep in mind, folks, I've been in the business 20 years. Right. I've I've facilitated over three thousand mortgages. Mm-hmm. Can, You've seen almost I, all of it. I've almost seen all of it. Yeah. Correct. So, and I think it's good to remind people too that if you think that your situation is so odd that nobody can help you, that's not the case. Phil is the guy who can help you. So you should give us a call, and we're also going to donate on you know, your behalf. You're giving that twenty five dollars for every call we get here on the Red Hot Real Estate Show to the American Cancer Society. You bet. It's very dear to my heart. I lost a, a loved one to hear about eight months ago, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I want to do that. All right. Well, I appreciate everybody being part of the show. You can call us at 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. We'll be right back with Phil Olson from Cross Country Mortgage here on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071 and streaming on MyTalk1071.com. I'm Miss Shannon, happy to be hosting here with our good friend, the puzzle-solving king of mortgages, Mr. Phil Olson from Cross Country Mortgage. We encourage you to be part of the show. If you've had one of those questions that's sitting around in the back of your mind, now's the day to call in and get it answered. It's at 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. So when we're going over the do's and don'ts and we're getting deep into that, the do's and don'ts of, of mortgages. We have like six things you want to cover today, right? Yeah, I want to talk a little bit about credit, mm-hmm. income, employment, debt to income ratios, down payment funds, and federal tax returns. Right. Well, I mean, because we've kind of touched on this before, but why are we going to go over it again today? We want to go over it because, you know, putting together a mortgage is not something people, they find this house. Okay. They drive by and they go, oh my gosh. Right. Oh my gosh. That's it. That's it. Yeah, I've been waiting for that I've been one. waiting for yeah. it. And guess what? Their house isn't sold. Mm-hmm. They don't have any of their documentation. But here's where the problem arises. People do things in their lives, and it, they're not thinking about getting a mortgage. Right. All right? And sometimes they do things in their lives that's actually going to push them back from being able to get a mortgage. Right. So what I want to talk about is what are the things you need to know when... All of a sudden, that house comes up on the corner, or you're thinking about maybe refinancing, and it's it's a spur-of-the-moment thing. Okay. I wish I could tell everybody, you can get a mortgage on the spur-of-the-moment. Right. Because sometimes you're dealt specific things in life, yes. and you're dealt specific challenges, and when those are thrown at you, it might not allow you or give you the opportunity to get a mortgage. Right, right. Okay, that all makes sense. So let's start. I mean, I know that our listeners do well when we give them analogies and stories. So let's sure. give a couple of stories. All right. So a client decided to build a property on their own with their own funds. Okay. So they had a bunch of money sitting in savings. Yep. Okay. Yep. And guess what? They ran out of funds. Oh. Oh. Okay. And then they went to the bank to get a mortgage yes. for the funds that they needed to find out the bank wouldn't give them a loan. And then they called me. Okay. And I couldn't get them a loan. Oh. 
okay. Now, guess what? In so the they end, had this partially built house that they can complete. Correct. Okay. Because they didn't understand the costs of construction, mm-hmm. and they thought they could do it for this, and it turned into that. Yes. And in the end, it's a sad story. They lost their house. Oh, no. They lost their house to foreclosure. So did they end up losing all the money they had put into it then? You they mean? lost all the money. Oh, no. And here's and here's the other piece of that puzzle. They built a unique home. Oh, so it was something that would be difficult or a, a niche? It wouldn't, a niche? A, it wouldn't appraise oh. for the value they needed to finish it. Okay. And guess what? That was legwork that should have been done up front, mm-hmm. or that should have been legwork that they would have given to me, and I could have researched it and said, folks, this is not going to work. So you could have, if you were involved in the process when they first started, you could have sat there and said, here's what we know we'll be able to finance. Correct. Because these kind of houses, let's say it's a some underground dwelling, Correct. odd-shaped house. Correct. Okay. All right. So, gotcha. So I'll give you another story. Client comes to me, all right, they want to buy a house, but they changed from W-2 to 1099. Now, what is that? Now, what is that? (laughs) They went from a W-2 wage earner salary, and they go self-employment as a contractor. Which a lot of us are doing. Okay. A lot of us are doing. You can understand this. Yeah, I totally understand. And guess what? You're like, I'm going to make more money and be my own person. (laughs) And guess what? They were only a contractor for nine months. Mm. And Mm. you know what the rule is on that one. It's two years, isn't it? Two years. Okay. So there's there's kind of two stories there for you that says, hey, if you do something, it might be good. Yeah. Then then again, it might be bad. Right. And I, I mean, say phil when we say it's bad we just want to say it's not bad necessarily for your overall life structure it's just something that gets in the way and can be a barrier to you getting a mortgage sure because there's certain things right there's certain things that you need to certain there are certain guidelines and there's certain things that you can talk to your underwriters about and get them to wiggle on or explain and there's certain things that are like no this is just the rule this is just the rule right it has to the house has to appraise at a certain thing or you have to you know, show this particular work history for a certain period of time. That's not something Correct. you could talk around. Nope. Right. There's there's hard guidelines, and then there's what's called soft guidelines. Right. Okay. And then there's also sometimes what's called common sense. Okay. <laughs> so so let's, let's talk a little bit about credit. Yeah. People wonder, how long is your credit good for when it's pulled? Okay. It's good for 90 days. All right. Okay. A- anything after 90 days, if you're going to close mm-hmm. on a purchase or a refinance and it closes after 90 days, credit needs to be repulled. Okay. So do not have your credit pulled once you're in the process of a mortgage. So you mean don't go start looking to buy other things. Don't be other going than what to buy you're doing. Other things. Okay. Now, if you're shopping for a mortgage, you can shop with two or three lenders up front. And then you want to stop your stop shopping. But okay. if you get this great credit card offer, Correct. leave that alone. Leave that alone. Okay. Okay. All right. Do not pay off debt on credit. See, now you said we started this conversation with good sense. Okay. That sounds like something that people would intuitively go, maybe I'm going to do this. Okay. So let me give you the example. Mm-hmm. The client only has two trade lines on their credit report. Right. They've got a 639 credit score. Yes. Now you've paid off a debt. Mm-hmm. Now that debt no longer reports to the bureau, which means you're no longer getting, instead of getting four points a month, maybe you're only getting two points a month. Okay. All right. That, that's what's called thin credit. Mm-hmm. Do not pay off collection accounts. Okay. Now, now, here's the rule. 
if it's less than $2,000, it doesn't have to be paid. But guess what? Once you pay, once a collection reports to the credit report, you get dinged on the credit bureau. Okay. But when you pay it off, you get dinged again because you're admitting guilt Okay. to the debt. So you talk to me first. I'll tell you what needs to be paid and what shouldn't be paid. Right. But just don't go out and pay off your collections. Don't always presume that that's the best thing. Correct. Is to go, I just took care of it and it's done. Next, it starts over the statute of limitations, okay. which is seven years. All right. Do not pay down debt with cash. Okay. If you pay it off with cash and the underwriter sees a credit report where you had a $4,000 balance and now you only owe 1000 because the credit report had to be repulled. Yes. The underwriter could come back and say, so how did you pay this down? Right. They want to make sure that you didn't establish a new debt. But now that you've paid it down with cash, can it be sourced and seasoned? In other words, can we verify where that came from? from? No, you Mm -hmm. can't. All right. Do not make any charges causing your balances to go over 30 or 50%. Now, we've talked about that. Mm -hmm. Best rule of thumb, keep your balances if your credit limit's a thousand, your balance should never be higher than three hundred. Okay. But once you go over that three hundred, which is over thirty percent, now you get less points. Right. Now, guess what? What happens if I max my credit card out? Now, the credit bureaus are going to ding you. Okay. And they're going to ding you for being over fifty percent. And if you go over the credit limit, they'll ding you again because now you've you're worse than your maximum credit limit of a thousand. So even if it goes to a thousand and one dollars, right, they're going to ding you again. So then you get so you lose points for going to having to using too much credit, correct. And then you also lose points for being over your credit limit. It's not just once you go over your limit; it's just yeah. one thing. And then guess what? Okay. Then the credit card charges you an over the credit limit fee too. Right when they were already charging you a fee for they were interest. charging you seventeen to twenty nine percent out there right. on average. Right. Okay. So those are kind of some of the things about credit. Next, all right. I provide credit enhancement. Okay. okay. I help people improve their credit scores all the time. Mm-hmm. There are institutions out there, be it banks, credit unions, they will not provide that service to you. And matter of fact, they say we will not do that. Right. Okay. Well, I'm a broker. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have access to everything out there and a multitude of lenders. And guess what? If I can get my client a better interest rate or a better program by saying, do this, do that, I'm not going to actually do the work. Okay, that's a credit repair company. Exactly. Okay, Mm -hmm. but guess what? I have enough knowledge and been in the industry long enough that I can literally look at your credit report and say, you do the following things, your credit score is going to go up. And oh, by the way, I also have a tool at the bureau level that I can actually pull up. Mm -hmm. It's called a credit score simulator. Okay. And I can literally tweak your trade lines yes. and say, do this, 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 and this, and here's what your credit score will now be. Well, how big of a difference will it make for their mortgage or their interest rate if they can increase their credit then? Guess what? I've seen a half a percent or better increase on interest rate. I've seen mortgage insurance, which can be really expensive, be cut in half or even more than half. When, when you build a mortgage or you're Principal interest taxes and insurance right. uh, includes association, includes mortgage insurance. It's a multitude of categories. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, guess what? If I can influence that and 
decrease your payment. That gives you more purchasing power. All right. We are arming you to do the best that you can when you're out there getting a mortgage and letting you know how you can prepare for it. Courtesy of our friend Phil Olson, we're going to have more callers. You can call us at 651-641-1071 because we'll be right back on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. I'm Miss Shannon here with Phil Olson from Cross Country Mortgage. Again, we're happy to take your calls. The number is 651-641-1071. Phil, before we go to the phones, I want to remind everybody how they can get a hold of you during the week and we'll remind the, them again at the end of the, the show. The best way for them to get a hold of me is via my cell, 651-238-6748. Or if you want to email me, it's philip.olson at my, M-Y-C-C, mortgage.com. Perfect. And Phil, I know we're going to have some more stories and some more do's and don'ts for all of our my talkers out there, but let's go to the phone. We're going to start with Kim. Hello, Kim. We always appreciate when you call in. Kim, what's your question for Phil today? Hi, Kim. Yeah. Good morning, Miss Shannon. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. Um, I have a question. Phil, you did my loan about a little over a year ago. Yep. And with COVID, we've been home doing so many projects that I'm kind of wondering at what point does it make sense to try to get the PMI off my house? Well, uh, I think, how much did you put down? If I, I can't remember that. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm sure you've done a thousand. Since <laughs> yeah, I know I have. So do you remember how much you put down when you purchased the home? It was two seventy five, and I think I put like twelve or 15000 down. All right, so you probably put 5% down. All right, so you bought it a year ago. The first place I'd have you take a look is go to Zillow. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm not going to okay. tell you. I'm not going to tell you it's going to be perfect, but they're pretty close. Okay. All right, that should give you an estimate of the value of your home, and there are other sites you can go to, but that's probably one of the best I think out there right now. Next, you would want to ask yourself the questions: Is what we've done to the home has it increased the value, or is it maintenance? If you're strictly doing maintenance, maintenance really doesn't increase the value of the home. But if you've done things, frilly things to the home, like remodels and stuff like yes. that, that increases yes. that that increases the value of the home. Or if you've added on square footage, such as you've added, a, you know, you finished the basement, mm-hmm. those types okay. of things. So to get to your question, you can get your PMI removed. You have to call your servicer and have them do an appraisal. Okay. And, it, and you could have them do an appraisal on the home, but then it's... Then the question is, is the appraiser going to give you full value or is that appraiser for the servicer going to be conservative? Okay. Uh, You know, probably to help Mm -hmm. you out the best, Kim, call me. Okay. Okay. Give me a call this week. We'll we'll, we'll take a look and I I can figure it out for you. Let's give your number again just for everybody that's out there. 651-238-6748. And I answer from 7 in the morning till 9 o'clock at night. Kim, don't you like it when you call and ask a question to somebody because I'll just do it for you? That is one of my favorite. That is my favorite answer. Like, oh, you're just gonna do it? Okay, cool. I'll figure. I'll figure it out. (laughs) All right. Good luck with that, Kim. We appreciate you calling. We appreciate you listening. And now we're gonna go to Emily. Emily, what's your question for Phil? I'm sorry. Did you say Emily? My phone beeped out. Yes, it is your turn, Emily. Yep. Phil is ready for your question. Good morning. Good morning. Well, my question was, is there a website that can tell me, you know, based on my credit and my income, approximately how much of a house I could qualify for? Uh, well, that really comes down to what's called debt-to-income ratios, 
okay? Okay. And we're going to talk about that here coming up, not in this segment, but I think the next. But it really has to do with, one, how much do you want to pay on a monthly basis, okay? Just because I can qualify you for $500,000, you may not like the mortgage payment. And when I build a mortgage, I'm going to build it backwards. I'm going to build it based on wants and needs, and I'm going to base it on what can you afford on a monthly basis, principal, interest, taxes, and insurance. Mm -hmm. And then it comes down to what's called debt-to-income ratios. What is that? That is your total outgoing debt on a monthly basis on credit, your new mortgage payment, divided by your total gross income. If that that number is less than 50%, that's a good thing. If that number is over 50%, it may not be a good thing. But the right. kind of the key is, and especially with a first-time home buyer, I really like to see their debt-to-income ratios below 43%. Mm-hmm. Because going into a new home, there's a lot of expenses. And people just don't, they don't understand that until right. they've been in the home for a while. But I would be glad to help you, ma'am, figure that out for you. Emily, can I ask you a question? Why were you interested in a website for that? I'm just curious. Um, well, because I've been toying with the idea. I really would like to move. I'd like a different house. And then I toy with, well, gee, maybe I want to build something. I don't yeah. know if I can afford it. And, you know, it's the whole I I don't know. Right. And, Emily, I'm glad that you – thank you for explaining and letting me be nosy like that. Because the reason why I ask is I always think it's interesting when we, you know, just as human beings now default to, let me go try and do it myself and look it up on a website. And I think what we've kind of found is that – there's certain people who are experts at this, and it's kind of good to have your hand held, whether it's Phil or somebody else that's in the industry. It's worth the time to start making those phone calls and building that relationship because you're going to have to do that anyway. So, yep. yeah, so trying, I mean, it's kind of one of those things. You give yourself enough information to make your life more complicated sometimes because mm-hmm. <laughs> you go, well, here's yep. what the website told right. me. And then somebody mm-hmm. else oh, goes, but that's not what right. <laughs> used to be really, really bad. I work. Oh, and, see, but it might and, not be. Yeah. You know? Oh, it's not anymore. Well, that's okay. good. I, I'm in the high 700s to Beautiful. 810. Beautiful. Congratulations. Awesome. Congrats. Mm-hmm. What I would tell you is I do a lot of mortgage planning or real estate planning with my clients. And sometimes that planning is even longer than a year or two years right. out. Okay. So if you want to mm-hmm. call me, give me a call here this week. I'll, we'll figure it out. And it may not happen in one session, Mm -hmm. okay? It may happen in two sessions. Maybe I'm going to even have you apply online so that way I can see the full picture. And then I can start asking you some really tough questions as to what you're Mm -hmm. trying to accomplish and what are your short-term and long-term goals. Mm -hmm. And then guess what? I'll be able to kind of fix the puzzle, so to to speak, for Mm -hmm. you. Yeah, that's great, though, Emily. Congratulations on on starting the process because I know sometimes it's a lot where you're going, ah, how do I dip my Thank toe you. in? So that's really great. So good luck, and we make sure you just give uh, Phil. We'll get your information for our producer. We'll get your information, and Phil can yep. follow up with you next week. Beautiful. Thank you both. Have a good day. Thank hey, you. Great you question. too. All right. So we had some really great questions from those two people, and I, you know, we talk about that relationship mm-hmm. that you build with your clients, and so let's go ahead and talk about one of the relationships that you had recently, and what your save is save of the month is. All right, save of the month. Client is buying a home, a lot for two hundred thousand, mm-hmm. and they bought the lot. For okay. 200000 But they have no other assets. They ran out of money. So they have now they have this empty lot. They got this lot. Mm-hmm. It's, it's free and clear. But now they want to build a house. And they were told, well, you need to have more money by another competitor. Okay. Client calls me. Explains that to me. And I go, after listening to their story, I go, that's not a problem. 
You do have money. The lot. Okay. It's worth 200000 I can use it as an asset. Okay. I can use it as the down payment. Oh, okay. So guess what? They're building, it is a $600,000 home. You add two hundred to six hundred is eight hundred thousand. Now, what percentage is six hundred of eight hundred? Guess what? That's seventy five percent loan to value. Oh, okay. They have twenty five percent equity. Okay. I'm able to use that money to help them build their house, and the only money that they're going to pay out of pocket is for their closing costs. Well, guess what? That's already in the equity of their property. So right now, they're okay. in the process of getting me plans and specs, the blueprints, mm-hmm. and a sworn construction statement. And now they're able to build their beautiful home with no further money into the transaction. Because they thought that that would be, is this another one of those scenarios where it's worth talking to somebody up front? We're going to buy this lot. Correct. You know, so so that you don't end up in that scenario. And I know that that probably does not. Well, actually, I think about it. We have talked about it before that a lot of people are trying to buy lots now sure. and then custom build. Yeah. Okay. And custom build. Mm-hmm. And they bought a lot out in western Wisconsin. Right. But they had no further money and they went to a, a small place. Yes. Let's just say they went to a small place and they were told no. Mm-hmm. They got my name from a friend. They called me and I'm going, huh. Right. <laughs> Let's get her done. Exactly. Let's get her done. Mm-hmm. And so, well, congratulations. But when people, co- you know, how do they even start framing the question? If they're going, I got a no before, how do they know that you might be a yes? Well, guess what? It's called a concept. Okay. I just need them to call me and go, this is what we're thinking. Okay. All we're, right. This is what we're thinking. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say, okay, yeah, I'll, we, we can do that. Then again, I might say, nope, (laughs) nope, sorry, we can't do that. Right. So one of the next areas I want to talk about is income. Okay. All right. And we're kind of talking about what are the things that people do. Right. That might cause a problem for them if they want to get home financing. Right. Well, we've got a couple minutes, so let's start on it and then we'll go to break and we'll wrap it up. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Do not reduce your hours. Okay. Just because your boss said you can go from 40 to 30, well, now you have to qualify on 30 hours versus 40. Okay. Okay. Do not change employment. Now, guess what? You can change employment, but you better call your loan officer first if you're in the process. Okay. Because if you change your employment and you change your status, example, I go from a W-2, but now I'm a commission employee. Okay. Now there's a two-year waiting period for commission. Okay. Or let's say I decide to be a server, Mm -hmm. all right? And because the tips are so awesome. Yes. Some employers don't report the tips. Okay. And guess what? You pocket that money, and unless you show it on your tax returns... You don't get to claim it. You don't get to claim it. Okay. All right? Mm -hmm. All right. So your your boss pays you by check, and you you deposit the funds. Okay? Mm -hmm. I get paid $4,000. I go to the teller and I say, here's my $4,000 check. By the way, give me $1,000 back. And oh, by the way, I want, um, so give me three grand back. Does, okay. it, does it match the check? No. no. Okay. Always deposit the check first. And then take the money And out. then take the money out. Okay. All right. I wouldn't have thought of that. That's complex. Right. Yeah. How about, how about when you fill out your application, you exaggerate your income a little bit? Okay. Don't do that. Right. Don't exaggerate your income on a home loan application. Right. As a matter of fact, break it out. Mm-hmm. Overtime, commission, bonus income. If you're 1099, if you're self-employed, because all those categories, they all follow different guidelines. 
different type of paperwork. Right. All right. All right. How about increasing your income? Okay. Well, that well, sounds like a good thing. Well, it could be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Could also not be a good thing. Right. Medium income average for the Twin Cities is 79400 And for first-time homebuyer programs, if your income is over that, it could cause you not to be qualified. Gotcha. So guess what? I've got a bonus coming. Mm-hmm. Or I've got a raise coming. Right. You might be better off trying to defer that. Right. Okay. Well, I do think we need to cover some more tips about, some more don'ts about your income, and then also move into employment when you get back. Does that sound right, Phil? Sounds great. We'll also take your calls. You can call us at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back with Phil Olson from Cross Country Mortgage here on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. The cat vids have all been submitted, and we at MyTalk are busy putting together the Cat Video Festival Virtual Quarantine Edition. It'll premiere online Thursday, August 20th, and will run all weekend for you to check out. Because you need some crazy cats in your life, and crazy cats are the only good thing about a quarantine. It's free, but we are accepting donations for this year's charity, Bitty Kitty Brigade. They rescue neonatal kitties. You can read about them and make a donation at the same place you can watch the festival. MyTalk1071.com, keyword cats. It's the MyTalk1071 and St. Paul Saints Cat Video Festival, virtual quarantine edition, featuring your videos and some hilarious clips from America's Funniest Videos and sponsored by David from First Equity Mortgage. Put it on your calendar Thursday the 20th at 8 p.m. at mytalk1071.com, keyword cat. Hey, it's Jason for Skin Re- Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on MyTalk1071 and streaming on mytalk1071.com. Reminding you, you can always find the information on this episode and our previous episodes by going to mytalk1071.com. Just use the keyword Red Hot. Helping us out today, Puzzle Solving King of Mortgages. That's a new title. I'm going to put it on a T-shirt for you, awesome. Mr. Phil Olson from Cross Country Mortgage. I know from exa- I know from I, I I know from from real life that you are great at this and helping complex situations. So if anybody has any questions, we still have time today. You can call us at 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. So we were wrapping up with the don'ts mm-hmm. of you know, what you should do with your income mm-hmm. if you were trying to prepare yourself to get a mortgage. Correct. Yeah. So what's our next don't? Well, how about income stability? Okay. If your income has been affected by COVID-19 and it's gone down, mm-hmm. there's restrictions there. Right. It might be a good idea that you tell your loan officer that. Right. Okay, don't try and hide it. It's all going to come out. It will all come out in the end, one way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Okay? All right. How about it is uh, tip income. We've right. kind of already talked about it. All right. If your tip income is on your paycheck stub, it can be used. Yeah. But guess what? If you don't have a two-year history of tip income, commission income, bonus income, 1099 income, self-employment income, there's a two-year requirement. On all that. On all that. Okay. So guess what? You might want to stay where you're at if you're wanting to buy a house, and then maybe you make that leap into whatever your whatever new adventure you're planning is going to be. Do, okay. Right. All right. So- we talked a little bit, Miss Shannon, about debt to income ratios. And right. I hear about that all the time. Well, what is it? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna go through it again. Okay. Take your total outgoing credit debt, whatever's on your credit report. Okay. So if you're paying seven hundred dollars a month on the credit report, all right, don't count the rent. Okay. All right. Now you want to buy a house. All right. The mortgage payment's gonna be thirteen hundred. Okay. Seven hundred plus thirteen hundred is two grand. I make $5,000 a month. Well, guess what? 2000 is less than 2500 
my debt to income ratio is probably at around 42, 43%. Yeah, you qualify. Yes. All right. But you want to buy that $500,000 home. Mm, okay. Now your mortgage payment is 3000 And guess what? You have $700 worth of debt. That's 3700 Right. Divided by 5000 again. Okay. Where are we at now? We're about 65, 70%. No. It's too high. It's too high. Yeah. All right. So all your programs that are out there have some type of restrictions. Give you an example. USDA, Rural Development Loan. Okay. Right now on that program, it's 100% financing, but we're seeing across the board that what's called GUS, it's the underwriting engine for USDA, they're not liking anything really over 43%. Debt okay. to income ratio. So you don't have to put anything down, but you have to be able to qualify based upon income. Do you have enough, make enough to, income to do that? Okay. Yes. Okay. So that counts. So you said rent doesn't count. So what counts is all of your things on your credit report. So Including if you have a car, student loans. if you have a student loan, yeah. if you have a bunch of credit cards, Cor- if you have an Amazon card, all Correct. that stuff. Okay. Correct. Now, with FHA, for an example, that's a government loan. If you have student loans that are deferred and there's no payment due, Right. You have to hit the total debt for 1%. I have a $10,000 student loan. Now we have a $100 debt we have to put in there. Okay. All right. So really, so even though you don't technically have to pay on it right now, you still have to earmark, earmark a space for it. Correct. Okay. It mm-hmm. has to be earmarked. So when you're talking about debt to income ratios, how do you keep them low? All right. Well, first one, don't accumulate any more debt. Right. All right. And you said we had a caller? Yes, we do. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, so we'll go to this and then we'll wrap up with uh, what you should do with your debt to income. So, Sue, we appreciate you being part of the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Please go ahead with your question for Phil Olson. Oh, hi. Um, I'm actually a baby boomer with two 30-some-year-old daughters who both do own their homes or have mortgages, I should say. Yep. Um, I'm wondering just in general... What what are you saying about refinancing now that the rates are so low? One bought her house four years ago um, at at a very good price in Bloomington, mm-hmm. and the other is only a year ago in in city of Minneapolis. Well, if I were to just go back a year ago, right. at one point in time, interest rates were four to four and a half percent. And one of the stories that I wanted to tell here this week is I just refinanced a client to 1.99% on a 15-year, and I just helped another client on a 30-year refinance all the way down to 2.75%. So if your daughter's interest rates are above 3.5%, or if there's any consumer out there that's above 3.5%, I would say it's a conversation to have. I'm not going to tell you it's a good thing to do unless I run the numbers and say I can bonify that mathematically that that would be a good decision for your children. Right. Because it might turn into, Sue, it sounds like from questions that you've asked, you know, you've answered before in conversation, you said, Phil, that maybe because of the closing costs or it's been too recent. And so there might be not enough of a benefit for him sometimes when you run the numbers. How about if the client says, I'm only going to be here for another two years? Right. I'll I'll talk them out of refinancing because their break even point is probably going to be two to three years. Mm -hmm. Then why do it? It doesn't make sense. Yeah. No, they're both they're both very happy and you know they're planning on raising their kids there so they're planning on staying. Well, right now we we have absolute historical interest rates that have never ever been in history where they're at right now. Yeah. And right now my phone is blowing up on a weekly basis 
with clients wanting information on refinancing, and I'd be glad to help them. Okay, so you don't mind two more phone calls? Oh, no. I don't mind two more phone calls. I got a big Excellent enough. Question, I've Sue. got a big enough staff that we can handle it. Yeah, and you know, I love listening to your show, even though I'm a baby boomer who doesn't have a mortgage. I, I, I mean it. I find it very educational and interesting. Well, well thank, thank you, you. Sue, thank and you. congratulations on not having a mortgage. We yeah. appreciate yeah. that. You give me life goals. Yeah. Well, hopefully you can tell I enjoy what I do. Yes. And I enjoy helping people. I'm just not going to give people the yes answer. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you the good, the bad, and the ugly if you want to hear it or not. Right. Yes. And that's that's what I love about your conversations that both of you have. Is, mm-hmm. I agree. They're so pragmatic. And I think many new home buyers really need that. Right. Agreed. Well, thank you. Okay. Well, thanks a lot, Sue. We appreciate you sharing. Well, I mean, Sue had a great question. I'm glad that she is looking out for her daughters. Sure. And that is great. You know, so, you know, it's not one of those things. Figure it out on your own. It's like, no, I will ask I get, the question I get for those you. Calls, I get those calls all the time from mom and dads and grandmas. Right. That go, hey, this is what's going on. This is what my son is thinking. This is what my niece is thinking. And I'll go, yeah, I can help. Have right. Them call me. Right. And they should call you. So let's give them that number again before we wrap up. They today. can reach me at 651 238 6748. It's my cell. I keep it with me all the time, other than when I'm here at the right. radio show. Exactly. And you'll answer your, you'll, you'll get back to them <laughs> well, immediately. I'll get back to them right as I get out of the show. You know, as you mentioned, there are some amazing rates out there. I know that you had one client that you managed to drop like 10 years off their mortgage mm-hmm. because something, something that you did over the last week. So it's definitely worth having the conversation. It's right? worth having the conversation. And if you're going to, take the jump or take the leap now's the time to do it call me let's figure it out and what's the worst thing that's going to happen in a five to ten minute conversation i'm going to say it doesn't make sense or i'm going to tell you it does make sense right and then and then when they say well can you get me the numbers on that i'll say absolutely i can get you the numbers but i'm going to want you to apply online right just so So you can see all the information i can see the whole thing because i'm not going to give somebody a quote that's not perfect right and you might as well sit there and go, well, here's a thing that you didn't know. I mean, as a consumer, it's one of those things where sometimes you go, I didn't know that that was no. important until somebody asked me about uh, it. Here's another point. People think a quote costs money. Mm-hmm. No, it costs right. nothing. Right. Give me a call. Let me figure it out. And guess what? If it sounds good, then I'll explain everything else. I'm very transparent. Right. Well, we always appreciate you being on the Red Hot Real Estate Phil, uh, Reels, Red Hot Real Estate Show, Phil. Can't wait to talk to you next time. Awesome. Want to remind everybody, you can find this Have information weekend, and previous information on our website, mytalk1071.com, keyword Red Hot. See you soon, Phil.